Welcome to A Journey to Inner Wisdom. I'm Crystal Cotto Sullivan, wisdomologist and your host of this podcast. As with any journey, there are many ways to get to where we are going. In this journey, there are many tools available to guide and assist us on the journey, as well as people who will guide and mentor us. Let me start by revisiting the question, what is wisdom? And let me first look at a definition of wisdom in the Merriman Webster Dictionary. It's knowledge that is gained by having many experiences in life or a natural ability to understand things that most other people cannot understand. A knowledge of what is proper and reasonable or a good sense of judgment or a good sense of judgment. I like the first one, the knowledge that is gained by having many experiences in, in life. And I think that my guests often come with such rich experiences that that is that is the way I like to, to look at wisdom. Now, the word wise is characterized by wisdom, and it's marked by a deep understanding, a keen discernment, and a capacity for sound judgment. And it's po possessing inside information. So wisdom, I think, comes from the inside. Cynthia Burgo, in her book, The Wisdom Way of Knowing, states that wisdom is a way of knowing that goes beyond one's mind, one's rational understanding, embraces the whole person, mind, heart, and body. So wisdom really is an elegant tapestry of knowing and being and doing. The warp and weft of our life really um, weaves together that tapestry. And I was just reading a book um, uh, actually by, I've got it right here. I'm going to have to just check the, the title. It's actually called Two Old Broads by Whippy Goldberg and um, Mary Ellen Hesch. And she talks about, uh, Dr. Hesch talks about the fact that sometimes the warp and the weft break and we have to tie the threads back together. And I think that's where the wisdom comes because we could just kind of let it unravel, but we don't, we reweave. So we often don't realize the many aspects of, of wisdom until we actually pause and take a breath and create a space between the past and the, and the future and really stop in the present and, and become awestruck by the wisdom that, that uh, is, is woven into the fabric of our lives. Now, as, as women, we often uh, have been taught to distrust our inner wisdom, our ways of knowing, and we often don't recognize our own wisdom and its depth and breadth. So as I unravel these different qualities of wisdom and insight into wisdom, hopefully you will gain some insight into your own journey as well. Today, I'm speaking with Karen Tavillari, and we will be talking about vision boards today. But for me, almost more importantly than the vision boards, she's going to be telling us about her journey, about the weaving of her life and the wisdom that she has gathered along the way. So welcome, Karen. Thank you, Crystal. That's an amazing story. I love to hear all that. I, it's so cool to think of wisdom, where it comes from, that intuition kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm, That's for amazing. Sure. So let me tell you a little bit more about Karen before we get her to tell us about her story. So Karen is a Dare to Declare Vision Board facilitator, a certified hypnotherapist. She also has an Aroma Touch Therapy certification and created the Peacock Relaxation Session. She has her Neuro Linguistic Programming Practitioner Certificate, and she's a Reiki Master. She operates Peacock Memories Retreat, a full circle grounding and tranquil wellness center. 
So again, welcome, Karen. So I'm so glad that you're here. So let's begin by um, talking about your journey. Well, my journey started, the biggest portion of my journey started when 2015, when I lost my daughter. Mm. Um, I had been her caregiver for, she lived two weeks shy of her 30th birthday, which we had many, many years of a blessing because when she was born, we were told she would only live probably for two years. Wow. So we worked very hard and we uh, had a lot of prayers and a lot of work to keep her going. And uh, she had a huge passion for life. And I think that's what kept her going is that uh, wise person that she was, even though she was young. What was your name? Her name was Julie. And she was a peacock freak. And that is where all the peacock stuff comes from is. We honor her and the life that she gave us because she truly gave us all such a beautiful life. Um, There's so many lessons I learned from her and having being her mom, I never understood why I had a child who had disabilities. But now Mm -hmm. that I've started this journey after she passed, I realized that I've learned a lot of things from her that have helped me to get to the point where I'm at. And I truly believe that um, it was a vision that uh, she placed on my heart that I was supposed Mm. to help others like I had helped her. Mm. So when she passed away in 2015, I thought I had it all together. I was that mom who always looked like I was, you know, on top of the world, even though I'd lost my daughter, I kept going and kept doing. And uh, that was my biggest mistake because Mm. I didn't know what self-love was. Mm. So that journey started me with uh, thinking, what can I do? And then I met Debbie Schulzly and she talked about the vision board. So I did the vision board and it opened up my eyes to the possibilities of, wow, there are things that I can do with my life. Because I was stuck. I didn't know what to do. I only knew how to take care of Julie and my oldest daughter. And um, she'd had some health issues herself. So it seemed like that was all I had done for so many years. Like, I don't know how to think about me. So I did that and then the opportunity came up that Debbie decided to start doing the academy where you could become a vision board facilitator. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool. I could actually help others to get past this point. Mm-hmm. So that's where my journey started with doing that. And then it just led to one thing after the other. And here I am today. <laughs> so so when you when you were stuck, what was it like? Oh, being stuck is you walk around in life and you put a smile on your face and you let everybody think that you're all together and you have all the answers. But inside, I felt like I was crying and I'm going to get emotional here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was losing a little piece of me more and more every day. And then I had a uh, friend who had a psychic medium friend and my daughter and I were with the, the two of them one night and Aaron had been, my oldest daughter, Aaron had been bothered, bothering me and saying, you know, mom, this isn't what Julie wanted and this isn't mm. what you're supposed to be doing. And this was five years after she had passed. Wow. And the psychic medium said to me, your Julie is not happy with you. Mm. She said that this is not why her life was like it was to have you suffer because of her and that was when it hit me that being losing someone grief is not a life sentence Mm. it is a life changer 
-hmm. And I needed to change my life and get out of that life sentence that I had put myself in, feeling guilty to enjoy my other daughter and my grandkids because I didn't have her anymore. Right. And I was neglecting those people, and including my husband. So that was when I really had to sit back and stop and look at how I was and how unhappy I truly was. Mm. And I'd like to be able to say that I, my mission in life is to help other women, especially those who are grieving, to not stay stuck as long as I did. Mm. It's, mm. Way, it's, it's horrible. It ages you. It causes you pain emotionally and physically. When I started this journey, no word of a lie, I was walking with a cane. I oh. sat in a lazy boy chair almost all the time. I had a heating pad on my back and a beanie bag on my neck. Wow. Yes. And then I started into essential oils and got using that. And I got myself healthier. And then I started doing all these different programs. I started with the vision board, which led me to an Enneagram program at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I did the course to become the facilitator. And, and then I just kept going. I couldn't get enough of wanting to feel better and mm. wanting to mm. get past that point of always being that happy person on the outside, but slowly dying inside. And yeah. it yeah. hurts so much. And Julie was such a vibrant, loving kid. I mean, she always had a smile on her face. There was never a moment in life that she didn't enjoy other than the many, many surgeries she endured. And even then she'd come out with a smile on her face and tell mm. the doctors, thank you. You know, mm. was, and when I stopped and really paid attention to the person she was and mm. what she taught me, it was like, I've got to help others. And mm. that was why I created the Full Circle Wellness Center so that mind, body, and spirit, you can heal and get to a point where you can become your very best version of you. And that's what I've been working on. And I feel I'm, I'm really close to being there and uh, I will be there once I've helped more and more women to get to that as well. Right. Because it really is a journey, isn't it? It's, it's, it's not a destination. It's what happens to us on the journey and what we learn and who we bump into. Yes. You know, I'm always, I'm always fascinated by the, um, those times of transition where our, our life changes. And sometimes the transitions are easier than others. Sometimes the transitions are quite joyful, um, but sometimes we get stuck in that in-between time. Yes. And what, what advice would you give people who are stuck in that in-between time? For me, I would say the worst thing you can do is stay there. Reach out to anyone you can possibly find to try and guide you to a spot where you can find, it's gonna take time. You can't do it overnight. I've been on this journey for it's eight years now since she's passed and it took me five years to decide to do the journey. Mm -hmm. But it's life is too short. And I learned that from Julie. And yes. why am I wasting all these years with my beautiful grandchildren, my, my oldest daughter, my husband, my friends? I'm wasting a life being in a spot that is serving no one. 
And if you can find someone who can help you get off that roller coaster, because I went to counseling, I did all those things and they were amazing. They did a great job, but they can only take you so far. Right. Then you need to find that next step. And that's where I couldn't find it. I was lacking it. Where do I go? What do I do? Mm-hmm. And that was when I found Debbie and decided that I need to change and I need to put a purpose to my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. I'd spent 30 years of being Julie's mom. And that was how everybody knew me, right? Sure. So that That's my advice is to don't wait. Uh, like I said, my biggest slogan is uh, grief is not a life sentence. It's a life changer. Yeah. You have to find a way to change your life, yeah. to accept that grief. Because I'm telling you, there isn't a moment goes by that I don't think about my Julie and what she brought me because I mm. surround myself with her. Mm-hmm. So doesn't mean we forget. That's right. That's right. I I see the peacock feathers behind you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I think that the the other interesting thing is there's no right or wrong way and there's no right or wrong time. And I, I think that, you know, people listening to this, sometimes when we're in a transition time afterwards, we think, geez, why couldn't I have gotten out this sooner? But I think that one of the important things about transition is just to really trust the timing that, you know, the universe is unfolding as it should and the right teacher, the right moment, the right thing will come up for you. It was Debbie. It was like, that might not, have, you might've met her, you know, three years earlier, but it wasn't the right I, time. Yep. So I think that's, that's the other part of it. You know, it's, I I think about times that I've been in transition. I think, geez, how painful was that? I could, why didn't I get out of it sooner? But it was like, I needed to some, for whatever reason to go through. There's a lesson to learn. That's right. There were lessons to be learned. And, you know, as much as I would have wanted to just bypass it, (laughs) it's like, okay, there are lessons here. I better pay attention. And sometimes we don't know what the lessons are until after, right? Yes. And sometimes the lesson can be that we have to wait for the next person to come into our life to make that transition. That's and right. that's what I hope to be is that that person that somebody see, finds out about me and I can help them get through that when they're ready. Because grief is, it's different for every single person. Mm-hmm. Some people just fluff it under the carpet and they can go on in life and be like nothing ever happened. For me, mm-hmm. it wasn't the case. I didn't know what to do. So I'm not trying to say that anybody should rush to find that and get out of it. It's Mm -hmm. just that when you're ready um, or when you think in your gut something needs to change, it could quite be that you just need to step out of your grief and Mm -hmm. find that happy place where you can have the best of both worlds because it's not going to change. They're not coming back, but that doesn't mean we have to stay back where they were because that's, that's that's not fair to us and that's not what's meant to be. That's right. That's right. And, and it, in some ways it's not honoring their life, is it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I feel so much better now that I'm happy and I'm projecting to the world. What a wonderful lessons I had learned from such a beautiful child who chose me to be her mom mm-hmm. and in this earth, you know, and uh, I, I couldn't see that before mm-hmm. I saw it as a burden, but now I see it as such a beauty that, Oh my gosh, she chose me to learn these lessons with her mm-hmm. and then to go on to honor her and how wonderful she was as a child and uh, what she had to contribute to the earth. It was amazing. Yeah. 
Wow. Wow. Quite a journey. So tell tell me a little bit about um uh, we're, I mean, we're supposed to be talking about vision boards because, you know, I'm doing the ABCs of the journey to inner wisdom. And of course I talk about everything else here, but before we get to vision boards, tell me about the, um, the, the Peacock, uh, memories retreat center. The Peacock memories retreat center was created last summer and, uh, we built a glam cabin and we have a glam potty here and you can come and spend the night or a couple nights whatever you choose in our cabin mm -hmm. um, we purposely placed it in front of a fire pit where you can mm -hmm. sit on the porch in front of the fire and you can watch the sunset go down while you're having a nice glass of wine or coffee mm -hmm. whatever your choice may be and just relaxing and listening to the birds singing and the sunsets are just divine here we have an absolutely beautiful sunset that goes down Wow. And I have a classroom as well and mm -hmm. where we can do where we do our workshops. And I also we also have a hot tub that people can enjoy when they're here. And it's just you can come and you can just chill in the cabin. We've also had a photo shoot in our cabin. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just a place where uh, you choose what you want to do. You know, I have the relaxation sessions that I offer and mm -hmm. the Reiki sessions as well as uh, the other modalities. But it was created to give people a safe place where they can just get grounded. Mm hmm. Cool. Okay, so tell me about um, vision boards. Vision boards have been around for a long time. You know, I've done many vision boards. And so let's just talk about what, what a vision board means to you and, and, and how you facilitate the process of creating a vision board for people. A vision board for me was an opportunity to dream about my life and what I wanted to see happen in my life. What was important to me to leave as a legacy, more or less, is what mm. a vision does. Because it, if you're projecting into the future what you want, it's how you want to live your life. And I had so many dreams about what I wanted to do that were so locked inside of me that when I mm. went through the process with Debbie, it's you just gradually go through step-by-step -step process. It's not an easy, fast thing you go through. It's not like just taking pictures out of a, a magazine and plunking them on a board. We dig down deep inside and find those really true feelings about what you want in your life. And so that's... For me, it was finding my happiness. What was going to make me happy in life? That was what it was all about. It's not about um, manifesting money. It's not about that kind of thing. It's all about what's going to make me happy in life. As for anybody else, that's what I tell people. The best way to, to look at it as what would, if you look back on your life when you leave this earth, are you going to be fulfilled with what you did? Which forks in the road you took? Cool. When I was um, retiring from George Brown College, I was working with a retirement coach. And one of the things that she did was one of the exercises was to to really look back on my life and look at dreams that I had had as a younger woman. And, you know, then life got in the way and I totally forgot them. Yeah. And so I, I thought, hmm, what could that be? So I did the exercise and I was, I was surprised when I remembered that one of the things I always wanted to do uh, right from my 
late 20s was to go to cooking school. I had a friend who had gone to Paris to Cordon Bleu and um, was an amazing cook. And um, we would go to parties and she would cook something and I would run home and get my joy of cooking and think, if Margaret can do this, I can do this. <laughs> so anyway, so I thought, oh my God, I've always wanted to go to cooking school. So my, my coach said to me, well, duh, you're at George Brown College. It has one of the best chef schools I in Canada. <laughs> so of course it does. So I enrolled in um, the chef training program at night school. I loved it. And it, it was, a, a, you know, a dream that was buried. But so often we go through life and all those dreams are just kind of pushed down for, for many, many different reasons, whether it's kids or work or just preoccupied or we fall asleep about what we really want to do. And so honest to God, Karen, I would get home from work. I was very close to the college. I would just, I would walk home. I would, we had to dress in full regalia. So, you know, I had the chef hat, I had the jacket, the steel toe shoes, everything. I carry my knives and my, my uh, toolbox. <laughs> I get there at six and I, I could never believe it was already 10 o'clock at night because I was having so much fun, wow. but that's the kind of thing that you're describing, isn't it? It's that yes. it's yes. just, it just energized. That yeah. child that really has been hidden for so many years because of all the obligations we have in life. Yeah. And it's finding that just that kid who really wants to get out and do what they want to do for the rest of their lives. And that's basically what, what started me on that journey was I needed to find what I wanted in life. Yeah. Yeah. Purpose is so, is so key. Um, earlier in, in the year, I did a podcast with Joanne Mugi on, um, who does a, a, a program on purpose program. And so often we just fall into things and we don't really think about, well, why am I doing this? And what is my purpose in life? Because we're each here with a purpose. Mm -hmm. And all of these tools are ways to help us to really uncover what is that purpose um, you know, what is our, what's our magic? What is the hidden treasure that, that we want to pull out and um, show the world that it's there. But I have to tell you the other side of the story. At the same time, when I started the, um, the chef program, I was also doing a PhD in higher education <laughs> and I quit because I thought, oh my God, this just not giving me joy here. This is not as much fun as cooking. So I stopped that and just really focused on the cooking classes. <laughs> they were so much more fun. Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. When you, when you are choosing to do the things that you want to do, they need to bring you joy. Everything comes with, with a cost of our time and our energy, but if it's not serving what's inside of you, then it's time to let it go. Right. That's right. And that's, that's exactly right. what you did. You stuck with what was really bringing you joy. And that's, that's what my wellness center is all about. I can remember from being a little kid and always helping everybody, whether I was helping a friend at school or I was helping the elderly people around us, I was surrounded by people who seemed to need something mm -hmm. and it continued all my life. And I just never realized what the purpose was for me always being around these people. Like I bring stray animals home constantly. My dad would say, you can't have them. You can't keep them. But, you know, I was always trying to help something and it, it truly led me to believe that this is where I'm supposed to be is this wellness center where I can, 
I can help people who are just not feeling that purpose in life. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask, um, what are, what are you on the Enneagram? I am a nine. So you're a nine. So harmony. So you yes. like harmony. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I'm a pleaser and I mm -hmm. like to see people being happy and, um, yeah. I yes. found the balance of not being the pleaser that I'm not getting the self-love that I need, which yes. was very hard to learn. Yes. But it was, um, it was very fulfilling to learn that and realize how I was making the mistakes that were harming others by not allowing them to be who they need to be and going through those steps that they needed to go through and allowing them to learn from their lessons. And that was very, very hard for me. My gosh, I can remember saying to Julie, well, I don't know about this, but then letting her go out and do it so that she could have those lessons. Right. Like the first time I let her go on a trip and it was like, oh my gosh, I, do I really wanna do this? I mean, this was a child who had a trach and was in a wheelchair and it was like, I don't know about this, but it was, those were the lessons that she had to, to go through in life, to That's learn right. to be who she needed to be. And um, having that now to look back on was like, whoa, I could have made some huge differences, but you know what? It is what it is. And yep. you know what you know when you know it, right? So, That's right. That's right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So do you offer um, workshops on vision boarding? I do offer them. I had one back in May and I will be doing um, a power word with a retreat that's coming up soon. More details to come later. Okay. With suspense, but I do offer one-to-one. -one, and if anyone was looking to do a group, I can do the group. I have the facilities here or I'd be willing to go out to another place to do it. Okay. And I offer both vision board and I, uh, and I also offer a power word class which hmm. is a little bit different than a vision board, but mm -hmm. it can be very, very good for someone who is not familiar with vision boards and mm -hmm. not familiar with the power of them or doesn't see the need to do their whole life. Right. They want something to change in their life. So we work on a power word, which is almost the same. Um, it's a shorter version and we do it mm -hmm. on like a postcard size. Hmm. And we pick a word after doing a process, you find mm -hmm. your word that's within you mm -hmm. and you use that word to create um, goals and tasks to get you to the next level. And mm. that usually requires them once they get to that next level is like, I need to do a vision board. I need to get bigger and bigger in this goal. But sometimes right. you can't find that way to that big goal. So we start with a power word and it's just enough to you know, it's a reminder every day you look at this power word, whatever your mm -hmm. power word happens to be. Mm -hmm. Mine this year was revive because mm -hmm. I had gone through some more uh, difficulties in my life and I needed to revive myself and mm -hmm. get to the point where I was before. Mm -hmm. So it was, a, it was a word that helped me to stay on track with those goals. Mm -hmm. Cool. Now, when you do a, a vision board workshop, how long are they? They usually run at least six hours. We have oh, a wow. break yep they're three hours then we do a break and then we do three hours more uh we can do it in uh weekly we do each uh, section each week if someone wants to do weekly we can do zoom calls mm -hmm. that way mm -hmm. and uh whatever suits the person's need mm -hmm. you know one-to-one -one, we can do two hours for three weeks I, i'm really flexible and i like to work with someone's um their threshold what they can tolerate some people mm -hmm. aren't ready to sit down and spend six hours working on this. 
right we break it down and you know just so that it's not so overwhelming because sometimes you know when you're trying to picture out and map out your the rest of your life yes yeah this is whoa (laughs) yeah that's a lot yeah that's a lot for sure for sure so so um karen i'm going to um post your your information so that people will be able to um find you and uh, make any inquiries so they'll have the the website and your facebook no the facebook page right we have a facebook page and they can contact you that way so that if people are interested in any aspect of of what you're up to um as well as coming out for a lovely sunset and some rest and relaxation um people will be able to contact you i think that um you know, even though we've come through a three-year pandemic where we've had lockdowns and whatever, people are just wanting a change of scenery, aren't they? It's like, oh, just let me, let me go somewhere, a little bit of a different view. And, and there's something about that, that really shifts our thinking, isn't there? Mm -hmm. And our way of being. I I can tell you, we have one guest, uh, it's a couple that comes to our cabin and they've been here, I think four times since we opened it. Mm-hmm. And he ha- says they have been on cruises, they've traveled all over the place, been to all kinds of Airbnb places. And he absolutely, they love coming here. Their car parks in the driveway Friday night and it doesn't move till Sunday. <laughs> and they absolutely, he says all the time, this is my favorite place to go now. I don't want to wow. go anywhere else. Wow, so. wow. And it really... Um... It really suits the word retreat, doesn't it? It's like the going away. Vacations are great, but they're often so busy that we have to come home to to refresh. But taking that time out just to regenerate is so, so important. And especially now, I think, since, I mean... I I think I came through COVID quite well because, uh, you know, I, I live with a number of people, my husband, my mom, and there's, you know, a lot of activity going on in the house. But for people who have been isolated and by themselves, I think, you know, needing to kind of get away and think about, okay, what, what, what was that all about for me? You know, and, and, and what, is the next phase going to look like because it was in some ways it was you know a hibernation and when you come out of hibernation it's like okay it's spring what do i do now <laughs> so, very much so yeah, yeah yeah and then we go 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 because we want to catch up with what we missed and then it's like oh my gosh what am i going to do i am so tired so overwhelmed that's yeah. where we come in. We exactly <laughs> exactly fantastic so karen any last words for our listeners don't be selfish give yourself some self-love whether it's just coming here for an hour and doing a relaxation session where i have clients who sleep on the table because they're just so relaxed Mm -hmm. it is very important self-love is not selfish if you can't love yourself who can you love perfect you're absolutely right 100 percent Okay, well, great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I've loved this. This has been amazing. Great. And thank you, listeners, for uh, joining us today. I hope you will continue to join me on this journey as I explore with different guides and mentors and people who have had amazing journeys. And so until next time, have a great journey.